0: Radio 92.3 is the Pensacola Expert Panel. I'm Dan Casey. I'm here with Terrence Gross from Gross & Schuster. And we are talking all things law, he said this morning. And he is back. And he's been doing sports this morning, too, even though this is his law show. Um, This man is multifaceted and talented. Good morning. Yeah, and I have a great face for radio, too. So, anyway, but... um, yeah, I'm going to get back to law. I got, I, said, I did the Israel thing last week, but I'm going to get back to the law. If you want to call us, uh, what number could they call or text you at? 850-437-1620. So since I'm paying for this, and everybody knows, if you think about what am I doing at this moment, I would call it legal advertising. Uh, lawyers couldn't advertise until 1976. I got out in 1979. Uh, at back then it was very limited about what you could do or say. And of course those rules have been expanded over time to the point where we arrive today and I am a lawyer and I am a personal injury lawyer, but I'm also a citizen and like you, I come home from work, maybe put on the local news and then you get the barrage of all these legal ads bigger and better. And I got this and here I'm multi-million dollar here and 300,000 here and whatever. And it's a turnoff. And I think a lot of these lawyers, um, first of all, a lot are not from here and a lot do not go to court. A lot of these lawyers are almost like TV actors. They don't, practice law. In fact, some of the biggest advertisers that we see do not practice law. They don't go to court. So maybe they don't really care about the potential jury pool. Um, I know that when I drive on Interstate 75 especially, when you take that turn off 10 and you start heading south towards Gainesville or Orlando or Tampa, you're inundated with billboards and you got always smiling faces next to the lawyer. I got 300,000, I got a million. And it demeans the personal injury practice. It makes it seem like the lottery. And I think it poisons the jury pool. People like you all that are listening to me, maybe are thinking, you know what? If I ever get to court, I'm not going to try to make somebody rich, some lawyer rich, or this plaintiff that is rich. But I will guarantee you, if you're looking at a billboard and you see that smiling face, presuming it's a real person and not an actor, and it says, we got them $300,000, that person had surgery or something bad. They didn't just have a whiplash and go to a chiropractor and get $300,000. That does not happen. That is never, never land. And it, it just demeans the whole practice. And I cringe at it. But yet many of these advertisers are either don't go to the courtroom or they're not even from here. So there's a guy that I call Mr. Billboard who came in here you know, less than 10 years ago and bought up every billboard he could. He's not even licensed in the state of Florida. Florida said, He couldn't even sit for the Florida bar because he went to a non-accredited night school in Alabama. But yet, here he is on the billboard. So if you were to go to that office, you're not going to see him. You'll never meet him. You'll meet some young lawyer that he's hired in Florida to funnel cases to. In fact, if you look at the bottom of the billboards which you can't read because you're going by at 45 miles an hour, the bottom is required by Florida law to say um, that uh, I am not licensed in the state of Florida blah 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 and and which is true so it's a disclaimer but you can't see it because the font of the print is so small you'd have to be walking and stop and look at it but uh, trust me folks so you know it, so th- there's a lawyer you'll never see then you got the other law firm that's bigger and better and whatever where they're always advertising about well that guy doesn't practice law himself um and their principal not out of Pensacola they have a Pensacola office but their principal office i believe is maybe Orlando maybe uh, or whatever it is um i've been a lawyer for 44 years my entire 44 years have been spent representing people in Florida's panhandle. In the four-county area, I just drive the circuit. I know the roads. Uh, If someone says uh, Highway 87, I know exactly where that is. Uh, If someone says I had an accident at Valparaiso, I know exactly where they're talking. Blue Water Bay, J, Florida, Molino, McDavid, I know where those Places are, and then I know the doctors, I know the judges. But if somebody, I've also noticed that especially on the internet, you'll start doing internet searches and you'll put in personal injury lawyer Pensacola. That's a pretty specific search. Try it. Pensacola injury lawyer Pensacola. What do you come up with? You'll come up with names and you say, I don't know about you, but I'll look at a name. I'll do that search. I'm saying, wait a second. Here's a law firm at the top. I've never heard of them. So I'll go to the webpage and it's a Miami law firm. It's a Miami law firm that has a lot of juice, I guess, or something with Google that somehow is got to the top and all the reviews, wherever they're posting, are from Miami people in Broward County, but yet they're, when you did Pensacola Lawyer, they're coming up at the top. Mm. They're not Pensacola lawyers. They don't even have a Pensacola satellite office. So some big firms have satellite offices, okay, and then some don't even have that. Call this 1-800 number. And invariably, I think that knowing the local situation helps when someone comes into me and starts talking about an accident at a certain intersection i probably know that exact intersection i've probably represented someone else before you with an accident at that same intersection um but what we do if there's seems to be a contest over liability if you interview one of the lawyers in my office, more than likely the next day we're out there at the intersection ourselves, not a paralegal, not a detective, us, and we're taking pictures. We're trying to see is there incidental surveillance? What do I mean by that? If you have an accident that happens in front of a gas station, in front of a K store or Junior Food or something like that, they may have surveillance in the parking lot, but that surveillance may accidentally capture the accident. So if we're one of these situations where it's he said, she said, if we get to the video early enough, we can preserve that for your benefit because uh, that, that surveillance doesn't last very long because they tape over. These are continuous tapes. They don't reload their cameras. They, it's just a spool, and it tapes over itself after so many days, so we've had case after case that we have been able to break open because we got to the scene of the accident very quickly. Uh, I had a case here in East Hill where an issue involved palm trees where the fronds were hiding a stop sign. They had just overgrown, and I got there and took pictures, before someone cut down the fronds and that evidence had disappeared. So we do it time and time again, interviewing. Maybe the neighbor next door saw something. We do all that. So um, having someone local is a tremendous advantage. Knowing the doctors, some doctors, I call them, I have a name for them. I call them Darth Vader's. And the Darth Vader's are doctors that maybe are very good doctors, maybe a great orthopedist. Maybe you did surgery on your uncle and you were very happy. But how do you know that doctor doesn't personally think that all injury people are faking for money? So you go to this doctor because your uncle went there and recommended him. Now you're seeing him, and it comes time for a deposition or report and the guy is saying, I don't know. I don't know if he's injured. How about, you know, whatever. Well, then you're stuck with that doctor. The lawyer's stuck with that doctor. So knowing who the doctors are, knowing who the, uh, even some of the adjusters, we, we still have, uh, certain insurance companies that have local adjusters. And you don't think those adjusters know who the good lawyers are, who the, uh, more honest lawyers are and, and make that part of their valuation of the case. Uh, knowing uh, the judges uh, certainly helps knowing the courthouses in the courtrooms and a familiarity with, the, with the system is certainly uh, a leg up. Um, you know, I've had to try cases. I tried a case in Key West. It was a little bit unnerving because I didn't know the judge and, you know, even where to sit, where to mm-hmm. stand. I, it was all new to me. Um, and so forth. But again, in, in this, this full County area is labeled the first judicial circuit. We share the same public defender. We, uh, share the same, uh, state attorney and, and the judges rotate. A lot of the judges actually rotate through the counties, uh, oftentimes. And, uh, we, uh, You know, we get to know them, and and they get to know you. So the credibility of your lawyer before that judge, that means something. If a lawyer's always Mm well-prepared and the judges know it, if if the lawyer always cites the law correctly and doesn't try to bamboozle the judge, you don't think the judge knows that? You don't think on a close argument in the heat of trial that that's going to make a difference, maybe? Uh, you're kidding yourself because judges are also human beings. Not that they would be the buddy-buddy system or whatever. It's it's just, and I've seen cases where South Florida lawyers have shown up and shown their butts in front of the judge and, and in front of juries mm-hmm. and gotten smacked because they've tried their antics uh, that maybe work in Miami, uh, but they're, they're not going to work up here in Northwest Florida where our people are more conservative. So I I think there's a lot more to this than meets the eye. But I still marvel at the amount of people that must be going to these advertising lawyers, either out of South Florida or to Mr. Big or Mr. Billboard. And um, I just marvel at it. And um, actually, every now and then, I'll get somebody from one of those law firms Two years have gone by; they've become disenchanted. The client, and they come to us. Will you take over my representation? So they come in to talk to me, and I'm just trying to get the lay of the land. And one of the first questions I may ask is, "Well, who's your lawyer?" Because sometimes I've had people come to me that had a very good lawyer, and I've told them, "You need to stay with your lawyer. I think he's good. Just go in and talk to that lawyer." Maybe you're just you you're just not communicating well. Try it another time and and then I don't hear from them. Maybe they, they mended their fences and moved on. But a lot of times with these other advertising law firms, the person will come in after two years and I'll say, Who is your lawyer? And they go, I don't know. I go, wait a second. They've represented you for two years and you can't even name your lawyer's name? No, I've never talked to a lawyer. Wait a second. No, no, wait. They've been your lawyer, their law firm for two years and you've never talked to a lawyer. No, I I talked to Susie. I think she calls herself a a case manager and that means she's a paralegal, is what that means. So it means you've been dealing with a paralegal for two years, never talked to a lawyer. The way we do it in our office, we have four lawyers. Of course we got paralegals. So our intake is done by paralegals. So if you call, normally you'll talk to a paralegal, and within a day or two, you're talking to a lawyer, hopefully face-to-face. That's why we have five offices, because we have offices in Pensacola, Milton, Crestview, Fort Walton, and Navarre on purpose. So if you're injured anywhere in the four-county area, that we have an office close to you. We love meeting people face-to-face. And then mm-hmm. laying eyes on the lawyer, we lay eyes on you. And then we can go over everything. And it's the lawyer handles the case. Certainly we are assisted by our paralegals. You have to have a paralegal. You need the assistance. They, they work under the direction of the lawyer. Uh, and the lawyer will get them tasks to write for these records, write for this report. Uh, whatever it may be, but we just don't turn files over to paralegals and say, okay, it's yours, see see what you can do. Um, I'm flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted, but it must be the volume. I mean, if your volume is that much, and it just reminds me when I hear the bigger or better commercial, which my wife hates, by the way, um, I can't help but think, of an analogy and the analogy is this, and I don't, I don't want to get down on McDonald's, but is we know locally that you can name whatever your favorite restaurant is in this town if it's Jackson's, if it's the district, if it's Global Grill or Iron, everybody's got a favorite restaurant in town, one of those, but that's your favorite restaurant. So, what is better, McDonald's? Better food at McDonald's, which is really big. Millions and millions and billions of hamburgers and thousands of locations throughout the United States and the world. McDonald's is bigger. There's only one iron. There's only one district. There's only one Jackson's and only one Global Grill, one Grand Marlin on Pensacola Beach. Only one. But who has better food? McDonald's? Bigger? They're bigger. Are they better or is it better food? Is anybody out there going to call us right now and say, Oh, the food at McDonald's is so much better than these restaurants I just named in Pensacola. I don't think so. I don't think we'll get that phone call today. Um, But anyway, that that's, that's the point. You know, so I would argue with you, bigger is not better. We, we, I've heard that some of these big law firms, that their caseload per lawyer is over 300 cases per lawyer. At our law firm, it varies because you know, it just ebbs and flows, but probably 50 to 75 cases per lawyer. Uh, it leads to a hand, hands-on approach. I've always been a big uh, believer in the Peter Principle. And I think everybody knows the Peter principle is that you can give somebody one task, they can do a fantastic job, two tasks, whatever. So if you have a bricklayer and he's the best bricklayer in town, if he's building one house at a time, wonderful job. If he's building 10 houses at one time, his bricklaying abilities may be diminished or watered down because he can't give the time and attention and, and I don't know how one lawyer can be responsible for 300 cases. I, I just, I can't even fathom that. The most even I ever went, and that was because a lawyer left us suddenly, I had to have 150 at one time, and I was miserable. And it was just hard to keep up with the mm-hmm. names and the files and, 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 and so forth. And, and currently, right now, I'm, I'm, I'm at 75 to 80, and it's very comfortable. And, and I think I know my clients, they know me. And I always tell them they, they have any questions. They can call me for a, uh, a call. If they want to Zoom, some people Zoom. We Zoom a lot. Or come in for a free consultation. I love chit-chats. And, and just to, you know, qualm their fears. Maybe they've been talking to somebody. And they got all these questions or fears. Uh, uh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about any issues uh, that are going on so that we know the cases. So by the time we get ready... For the settlement, so usually what happens is after a period of time, lawyers, you send out what's called a demand package. So it's directed to the insurance adjuster, usually write a letter, and the letter could be anywhere from a page and a half to three, whatever. Some people are more verbose than others. And then you include the medical records, the medical bills, the MRIs, and all these things, pictures of the cars, whatever it is, a comprehensive demand package goes out to the carrier with an attempt to try to see if you can settle without a lawsuit. Uh, I've always done my own demand letters. Always, always, always. I've never delegated that to a paralegal because I believe I could do a better job. I know the people better. I have very good writing skills, Um, and so there are law firms that totally delegate that. They tell the paralegal, do a demand package, and the paralegal will do her best, but I believe my tools and my tool chest would be better than that of a paralegal's as far as making a demand. I've heard of rare occasions where some law firms even let their paralegals negotiate cases, which astounds me because I thought, I'm thinking, what's the lawyer doing? I mean, negotiating cases is a skill. I I used to have a friend of mine, he was a dentist, and he just wasn't the best negotiator, and he, anytime he wanted to buy a car, he goes, Terry, will you come along? Because he knew, I could I could do some arm twisting, and I can negotiate, and him and ha and whatever, and probably save him a couple thousand dollars when it came to buying a car. Uh, and and to think that a law firm would delegate that responsibility to a paralegal is shocking to me. The other thing about these Google searches, folks, is a lot of people have the paid ads. I think we know what a paid ad is. It says ad on it. So that means they got the high visibility because they paid for that place. That, that doesn't make it. So if you're Googling Best Run Pensacola, the first paid ad could be Joe Schmo's hamburger joint, that doesn't make them the best. That means they paid for that position. Uh, and then I would look at the reviews because the reviews should be by real people. And there are big advertising law firms out there that are rated four, three, four, 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 six. We're five Oh, glad to say we are. And that's a reason for it because of customer service. Those are all written by real clients that we've represented. I see we're out of time. You're starting to get antsy. You're about to give me a signal. I see at the corner of my eye there. Um, but anyway, this is Terrence Gross. Thank you very much for letting me be on the soapbox. If you wish to call us about any injury case, you could do so at 850-434-3333 or visit us on the web at grossandschuster.com.